Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max NXT Review. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling to the Max's NXT Review for November 15th, 2017. And we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com. That's the place where you go find all your great wrestling needs and a lot more. Don't forget to go hit that subscribe button at Wrestling to the Max. That'll get you all the Wrestling to the Max shows, plus all the great review shows that we have as well. And also, Wrestling to the Max gives you that special network like we like to plug all the time. That's right, the W2M Network. That's also a great place to go subscribe, rate, and review, because not only will you get the Wrestling to the Max stuff, but you'll also get all the other great wrestling podcasts that we have to offer, and, you, and plus a lot more, like sports. You know, We have the kickoff. It's a big football show, Football to the Max. If you love NFL football plus we also got a lot of other great wrestling shows like wrestling unwrapped and running wild podcast and a lot more you don't want to miss anything also don't forget to go give some love over to formalmania.com and last one on prowrestling.com both great supporters of ours and we appreciate them both i am gary vaughn and here tonight with me is not paul leaser that's right he is off and he is headed to houston so we are going to let him do that and uh, enjoy his time at nxt war games and survivor series he's getting to go to both in houston super jealous but hey at least one of us is going to get a chance to do that so really excited for paul but with me tonight is a guy that's taken some personal time and giving it to me at least for at least the next 25 to 30 minutes and that is mr harry broadhurst yeah, so much for that day off I mentioned at the end of the kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Harry. We're putting you through the ringer, man. But, hey, I, I, I love you, man, and I appreciate you helping me out here. It's no problem, man. Glad to do it, Gary. You know that. I know. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about talking a little NXT with you, bud, because we don't ever get a chance to talk. I, I'm usually either talking SmackDown with you or Raw, so I'm finally going to get a chance in, in a long time talking some NXT. So we are going to get this thing going, and let's go ahead and start this thing off by talking about the first match on this show. And that includes the Street Profits. They took on Moss and Sabatelli. And this is a match that they've been teasing for a little while now in NXT, you know, kind of having those segments outside in front of the car and, and out in the locker room with the nice suits, kind of going back and forth. And we finally get a match between the two. And, you know, this is interesting to me uh, a little bit, Harry, because I think we had a solid match here. Uh, I think we had something that, you know, kind of grabs your attention. But in the end, the Street Profits do get the victory. I think it was a fair one. I mean, what did you think? Did you get what you expected? How did you feel about the match? The finish surprised me with the sucker punch. Like, we've we've gotten so used to seeing Dawkins and Ford use that uh, that combination 
uh, corkscrew splash in the corner, followed by the frog splash for the finish there. And this time in the the match between um, the Street Profits and Sabatelli and Moss, we saw that match end with Dawkins just straight up punching Tino Sabatelli square in the face. A little bit surprised to see that snap jab as a finish, especially in the modern day in the WWE. It really is. It's, you know, it's, of course, you know, very realistic if you want to use something that Jim Ross would say. But on the other hand, it is not like anything that we usually see on WWE television. It's not flashy enough. It's nothing super spectacular. But then again, we are talking about the Street Profits here. And, and to me, that is something that kind of fits the gimmick. I mean, just straight up punch them in the face, down. And I'm okay with it. I mean... Like I said, they gave you at least a solid match here. I think for the most part, they're really kind of pushing Moss and Sabatelli. I mean, they've really given those guys lots of offense against the tag teams that they faced before this. So it's obvious they do care about those guys, but you can just tell the street profits of the guys, the NXT right now, is really wanting to pump up. They're wanting to make those guys the next big thing. It makes me feel that way at least. No, and I understand that too. I feel like they have a natural connection with a urban demographic that we haven't seen in the WWE since probably crime time. Yeah, I mean that's a great you know kind of comparison here because crime time is very much like the street profits, kind of cut from the same cloth. So it's it's in a weird way, uh, you know, something that's been done but yet these guys are doing it in a little bit different fashion right they're not really out there talking about stealing and doing criminal things but they are kind of matching the urban well i mean lifestyle i mean technically they did try to claim sabatelli's car for their own (laughs) so i mean i want to say it was what uh was it maserati or something two weeks ago i don't specifically remember Uh uh-huh it was maserati it, that that kind of weirded me out a little bit because, you know, you have Sabatelli who, you know, played in the NFL who could afford one. And then you have over here a guy in Riddick Moss who's like, yeah, this is our car. If I was Sabatelli, what do you mean our car? <laughs> but, well, uh, a Riddick is um, – how do I put this? You know what? The word that I was going to use isn't family friendly, so we're going to go ahead. I was going to go with jock riding, but that seems inappropriate. So. <laughs> We'll just go ahead and move on. Yeah, we'll move on from that. So, like I said, I I was really, you know, happy to see this match. I kind of want to see more, though. I want to see this feud kind of continue longer. I I, I don't mean, maybe I'm not happy with the payoff completely. Uh, I don't think we're, I don't think we're anywhere, I don't think we're anywhere near done between these two teams, though. Yeah, I I think you're right. I I don't think that this could be the final thing, because they got so much more entertainment out of these guys to offer us, you know, so... Let's talk about Lars Sullivan. He takes on Raul Mendez and uh, Mendoza, excuse me, Raul Mendoza. Uh, and of course, you know, if you watch the CWC, you remember this guy. Uh, he is, is a fun guy. I, I like Raul Mendoza, but he had no chance in hell against Lars Sullivan. No chance. No chance. So, sorry, you were saying. <laughs> Thanks for the Vince McMahon music. You know, I appreciate that. I like that. Inter- <laughs> musical interlude. It happens. Um, yeah, this is a mismatch here. This was just there to give Lars the dominant victory. I mean, they gave Raul Mendoza a lot more offense than I kind of figured he would get, especially since Sullivan has the takeover match against KO Kashisono. But I'm not surprised to see Sullivan pick up a win on NXT television here, and I think he'll get the biggest win of his NXT career this Saturday evening. 
Yeah, and that's a you know early prediction. Later on in the show, by the way, everyone, we're going to let Harry give his predictions on the entire War Games card. Uh, I'm going to hold off, and I'll tell you why later. But yes, Harry will be predicting all these matches later. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, Sullivan is really doing his thing and looking strong as ever, and I'm really happy about that. They had Cassius Ono come after the match, come down to the ring, and basically make his presence known. Like, hey, I'm here. You know, are you ready for Saturday? And Sullivan laughs at him. I like that. I, I Sullivan actually does have some personality compared to what you would think when you look at the guy. When you look at he looks like it's just a big You dumb, know who stuck. No, go ahead. You know who he reminds me of? Who's that? Gene Snitsky. Oh yes. Yes, I see the comparison. Not to mention the, they both mm-hmm. they both have that kind of awkward charisma about them as well. Yeah, they have that that's the facial structure that's just a little bit odd. Uh, but you're right that it's that brute brute strength with uh, just a weird quirky personality, right? Like I don't know, it's weird to say this, but when Sullivan talks, you don't exactly get terrified. But when he's in the ring and you just see him, you you are worried. <laughs> so On, no, his his personality between the ropes is definitely a lot more vicious than his personality outside of it. I think that has that has kind of almost a Festus effect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think you know all three of those guys kind of have this thing going on, right? I mean, uh, it, uh. just real quick, I want to ask you: What do you think of the fact that they finally named Sullivan's finisher? You know, I, I think it's fine. I don't have a problem with it. It's it's an interesting name, um, but I'm glad that they did give it, you know, at least an identity. I mean, I understand where they're going with it. I get that, but I don't think that the, that the name Freak Accident fits for him. Well, okay, so I, what I took from a Freak Accident is just the fact that they kind of consider him like a – uh, like a, a guy with brute strength, a, a freak. Like you know, he's he's just so scary strong. Freak yeah, accident. At the same time, everything, everything that he's done, his uh, everything that he's done in the ring has been so calculated, so pre-thought out, so pre-planned, so determined. Especially turning on all of his tag team partners the way that he did. I feel like, um, I don't know if you remember Vladimir Kozlov. Mm-hmm. Kozlov used a move that was similar to the uh, the move that uh, Lars Sullivan is using, and Kozlov called it the Iron Curtain, which worked for him because of the whole Russian gimmick. Yeah, and you're right about that. I really, right now, you got to think about it. Sullivan doesn't have anything other than him being strong. There's no other part of this gimmick. There, the, not one thing where Kozlov Kozlov did. I mean, so I mean, I. I this is why we watch NXT, right? To see these guys develop. And I think Sullivan is going to definitely have to develop outside of just what he's doing right now. But at least they're giving him an opportunity to look strong, to move through the roster, and kind of be the NXT Braum Strowman in a way. You know, Braum even had to find his way in that world, you know, kind of find his own identity, you know? Well, remember, Strowman had the added benefit of debuting as a member of the Wyatt family, where they're kind of tossing Lars out there on his own. Mm hmm. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. I mean, I, I just look at Lars as, you know, kind of like the Dolph Lundgren or something like that of <laughs> wrestling for NXT, you know. 
uh, it's kind of crazy, but I mean, at the same time, I, I love this guy for his goofiness, for the fact that he's the scariest guy probably on the roster. But we've got to find that way, and I'm kind of curious as we take this path with him where they will end up with that character being built, where they take their chances with him and all that kind of stuff. So I, I just love the creepy laugh, though. I, I'm loving that. That's yeah. That's a great part of it. Yeah, the complete no-sell of the apparent attempted intimidation by Kosher Sono definitely fits the Lars Sullivan persona. Exactly. So, Cassius, I, I love you and all, man, but oh, you are a roller coaster of wins and losses, and I think an L will probably be in your future. Uh, but, yeah. Let's talk about you know uh, something that happened backstage really quickly here. We had Johnny Gargano approach you know the GM uh, William Regal and is talking to him and you know basically in a way kind of apologizing but not really apologizing. Basically saying, "Look, I know I've screwed up a lot. I haven't had a lot of victories. It's just something's going on with me, but I, I'm still worth it. I'm worth your time." And William Regal agrees with him and he says, "Well, I have another opportunity for you." Pete Dunn wants to put that UK championship on the line. Uh, I think you're the guy for it. So he accepts, and we're going to have Gargano versus Pete Dunn at uh, War Games. So this is going to be exciting. I can't wait to see this. I'm a huge Pete Dunn fan. I, I just love the guy to death. I can't wait to see this. Yeah, they're definitely setting up an interesting undercard for the uh, for the Takeover War Games pre-show that's going to air the following Wednesday. I mean, I think you've noticed this more and more in advance recently with them doing this on the NXT televisions going into their War Games pay-per-views that they they tend to announce the matches that are going to air the week following War Games to kind of give the people that are going to the War Games shows a heads up as to what else they're going to see when they tape it in advance at the building. Yeah. It's going to be super exciting. I think it's going to be one of those matches that, you know, all of us are going to be like, dang it, I missed that. Because <laughs> I, I remember we – actually, Sean and I missed the pre-show when we went to NXT Dallas, and we missed one of those matches where, oh, man, we would have loved to have been there and seen that. But, hey, at least we got to see it, you know, the next week on NXT. So, um, But, yes, you're right. If you do go there live, if you're live in Houston, you'll get to see this match that night at War Games, if not next week on NXT. So, really looking forward to that. Let's talk about another match here that I kind of find interesting. We have, uh, you know, some other stuff going on, you know, and especially in the women's division. Uh, we have Moon and Martinez facing off against each other in this episode of NXT. And I think, you know, these two really complement each other. I really enjoyed it. I, I think both of them really put in a great effort. I felt like... Martinez had every right to be in the ring with uh, you know uh, somebody that has been built up as in Moon. I'm really kind of curious how far they're going to go with her. I think they could go a long way. Now we do have Moon winning, which is not a big surprise, but uh, I think Mark. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead and finish. I was just going to say. I mean, I think Martinez though is setting herself up for a run down the line somewhere. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because of what just happened this past weekend too. Um, a little bit of a spoiler alert here for everybody, and I hate to do this here, but it kind of ties into the tone of the conversation. Uh, the big thing, in my opinion, that was keeping Mercedes out of NXT was the Shimmer Championship, and she dropped that at the tapings over the weekend 
So she's no longer got any kind of bo- any kind of bonding to shimmer with the uh, with the championship out there. So I really wouldn't be surprised at all to see Mercedes move full time over to NXT as first an in ring competitor and then as a trainer behind the scenes afterwards. Because similar to what the expectations were for Serena Deeb once the uh, May Young Classic finished. Ah, so that's that's really interesting. So I did not know that. I did not pay attention close enough to that. So there you go. I mean, I, that's perfect for me because I think Mercedes Martinez here is someone that has been doing this a very long time who deserves this chance. And I, I knew there was a reason they've kept her around the picture but never really pushed her to any certain point, like, you know, towards a title or anything. And uh, I, I just completely blanked that she was the Shimmer Champion all this time. So really interesting. I'm really kind of curious, too, to see how this whole thing goes down at War Games between, you know, Ember Moon and the rest of those ladies that are going to be in that big match coming up for the NXT Women's Championship match. Because we, it, we, Go ahead. Is it just me, or would you not be surprised to see Mercedes get involved in the NXT Championship match at TakeOver War Games? You know, it wouldn't surprise me. Do I think it's going to happen? I, I, I'm going to go ahead and throw out, I, I'll say, a 35% chance. I don't know that they're going to do that. I don't know why they would when they have so much talent in the ring. They probably should focus on what they have. I think they will. But there is that opportunity for them to do it. So, well, Not to mention, NXT kind of tends to focus on letting the stories be told inside of the ring rather than outside interference. There are very rare instances where that doesn't hold to be the case. Um, we actually did forget something else that they set up for next week as well. We forgot a backstage segment that I just now remembered. And that was the Ruby Riot backstage interview. Oh, yes, the Ruby Riot. Yes. And, and, well, you know, what did you think about that? I mean, I'm fine with the Ruby Riot and everything, but it just really just kind of sets you up, right, for that big match coming up next week. Yeah, I have no issues with Ruby Riot and Sonya Deville. I think Sonya Deville has a lot of potential. I don't think she's in the upper echelon of NXT women's division yet, especially not with people like Kyrie Sane, Peyton Royce, uh, Nikki Cross, Ember Moon, and so many others still actively involved. But I feel like Sonya Deville could be one of those women that eventually becomes the future of the NXT women's division because of the amount of sheer tap, untapped potential there and the fact that they kind of discovered her naturally through the Tough Enough thing where she was on their Tough Enough show as Daria Brunetto. That brings up a thing that I've kind of talked with Paula quite a bit here. They've built Sonya. It seems like they want to go with her. But I always feel like she better come out looking stronger and stronger. Otherwise, she's going to be in trouble because what about Shayna Baszler? I mean, when this whole thing comes down, how is that going to work out for Sonya if Shayna Baszler outshines her? Yeah, I understand what you're saying there. I get the whole context with Shayna Baszler because that would be a much very similar gimmick to the one that Sonya's running right now. Yeah, so that's not my only fear. My, my only worry is that if Sonya's not there yet, and they're trying, and she's trying, but I just don't know if she can beat the timetable because when Shayna Baszler eventually gets on and gets on track and starts really coming into the full action – this could be bad if Sonya's not ready and not actually projecting and moving forward, progressing, you know? So we'll see. Um, but yes, I think Ruby Riot and her will have a great match next week. It'll be a lot of fun to watch. So, 
yes, and, and you know, talking about you know, we're talking about backstage segments. There are almost some video packages too in this show, and they did a great job of showcasing this Alistair Black and Velveteen Dream feud. What's going on with this? And I, I think they, you know, set it up pretty well. You know, as they showed that. What did you think about that? Did you like that whole package that they had? Sorry, I'm trying to scoot over a little bit so that I have a little bit more room in between myself and my girlfriend who happens to be sleeping right next to me. I apologize. <laughs> You're fine, man. I know. See, that, that's the thing is we had to get Harry uh, on a bad night because he actually had company. And, uh, hey, he's doing us a favor, so I do whatever you got to do, man. All right. It should be a little bit better now. I'm over on the other side of the apartment. All right. Um, What I was going to say as far as that video package goes, I don't really have a whole lot to say about the video package itself. It has more to do with the match in total. And so I was going to give my thoughts on that when I did my predictions a little bit later on. Okay. Well, let's, let's save that then. Let's go ahead and talk about this last thing that went down here on the show. We had Drew McIntyre coming to the ring. And basically say what he wanted to say uh, for the most part because he's been asking every week, hey, I don't want to see Zelina. I've seen her. I've talked to her. I don't need to talk to her. I want to face Almas in person. I want him to look in my eyes and tell me he wants this match. I'm still not getting it. Even though the contract's signed, I want him to face me. And uh, his music hits, and here we come. And it it starts just to be an all-out brawl between Almas and McIntyre, but we have Zelina actually getting involved. She actually <laughs> tries to get a little offense herself in here, uh, which you know kind what? of was funny. Well, do you remember the uh, match that all, the rematch that almost had with Gargano where she hit that Hurricane Rana off the apron on, into the ring steps on Joni? Yes, I do, and, and that's what's so fun about this is NXT is doing some things. The main roster is really well up until SmackDown. I think a couple weeks ago where we had an intergender match. Uh, I feel like I feel like the less said about that, the better. Yeah, 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 we won't talk about that. But it's kind of funny we are having intergender action here in NXT. I, this is the second time. I don't think Triple H is opposed to the concept of intergender action as Vince is, and especially since Triple H realizes that there is a current market marketplace in the current independent wrestling scene that wants to see intergender action. Look at the success of companies like Shikara and AIW and AAW from going intergender. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's wonderful. I mean, heck, I'm a huge Lucha Underground fan, and I, watching them another, you know, week in, week out. Absolutely another one. And congratulations to Lucha Underground on getting picked up for a fourth season, too. Yeah, you don't know how happy I am. Uh, and we'll be talking more about that on Wrestling of the Max. But you're right, Harry. I also want to say this really quickly. I love the, the promo that they put out there for it with, you know, Johnny Mundo. Perfect. Oh, great video. So... Uh, but yeah, I mean, what did you think about this whole closing segment here? You know, get, they're getting us ready for that big, you know, heavyweight title match. Did you feel like they gave you what you wanted to see? Well, I think almost standing tall at the end of NXT kind of uh, kind of signifies that McIntyre was walking out of NXT Takeover. War Games is still NXT champion, which won't surprise a lot of people, just because. It's for as good of a worker that almost has turned into now that he's gotten his heel turn and his character refresh. Um, I don't feel like there's enough name brand value in almost right now to carry the NXT brand, whereas I do feel like uh, McIntyre has that kind of name brand, name name value. Plus, I feel there's more of a story to be told with McIntyre in the future with guys like Adam Cole and Roderick Strong, too, down the road. Yeah, 
I think you're right on that. I think that, you know, there's a great opportunity that you would have right in front of you, though, with Almas and Zelina. They work so well together. They really, really do, and they complement each other. Go ahead. I 100% agree with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, I mean, to me, whatever he lacks and you know, him being able to speak, I think that they really would be a great heel champion together. Uh, They're the line. Do you think it would be possible to see Austin Aries come back to NXT rather than going back to the main division down the road, perhaps? You know, I'm really interested in that. You know, there's been two thoughts I've had on that. One is uh, he went on Chris Jericho's podcast and that like he, everything was amical between him and WWE and things were cool. Uh, all his social media has kind of said other things. <laughs> so I, I don't know who to believe. Um would he want that opportunity? He might. Uh, but, you know, it, to me, NXT, is that really what Austin Aries wants to do? I don't know. I think his dream has always been about going to the main roster. So, Yeah, uh, but at the, same, at the same time, the opportunity to work with his girlfriend slash fiance slash not sure if wife yet in uh, Zelina Vega, a.k.a. Thea Trinidad, it has to be there for him, right? I, you bring up a great point. And it's never a bad thing to, you know, be close to your significant other, especially when they especially work in the, same in the Not to mention, especially in the wrestling business. We've all seen how Time Apart does relationships in wrestling. That's true. And I will say this. Hey, Austin Aries, if you go to NXT, your check may not be as big as it would be on the main roster. But guess what? You not only get to spend time with your spouse, but you also get a chance to get free hotels and travel. So, <laughs> Not only that, most... <laughs> Not only that, most of their NXT shows are within that full circle loop or that mm-hmm. full sale loop down there. They're they're running the same basic cities unless they're taking them out on tourings. And if they take NXT out touring, then as you mentioned, everything's paid for by NXT when they go on the touring rosters. Yeah. So, I mean, all are actually really good deals for those guys and gals. I mean, I, I know that it really does them some good, you know, to have those opportunities, you know. So, 100%. Uh, all right, well, we are pretty much done with the whole entire card. So we are going to jump into some of these predictions. And uh, I'll run down some of these NXT TakeOver War Games matches here. And I'm going to let you, Harry, kind of talk about what you think is going to happen and give some of your thoughts here. So we're going to start out by talking about... Uh, well, we probably shouldn't start out with a big War Games match. Let me find the actual level. Let's go ahead and start out with this match. We're going to start up by talking about Cassius Ono and his match against Lars Sullivan. What do you think well, about I- that? I kind of gave my prediction away for this one a little bit earlier. I feel like this is the opportunity that Lars Sullivan needs to finally get that trademark singles victory on the main NXT roster. And I think that Kashisono is a guy who's not going to be hurt by losing to Sullivan. So I'm going to go with Sullivan via pinfall in about nine minutes with the freak accident. All right, fair enough. Aleister Black taking on the Velveteen Dream. I'm about to say some words that may surprise you here, Gary. You ready? All right, we'll do it. Match I'm most looking forward to on Survivor Series weekend. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to agree with that. I'll, I'll just say this. I'm always happy to see Aleister Black. <laughs> just the way that it's been built on NXT television, there hasn't been anything else like it in NXT this in this build-up here. It is the most... It's one of the most time-tested storylines in wrestling history, and yet it has been so well executed by both of these men that I am really looking forward to seeing if they can deliver the payoff. Um, that being said, I think 
I think Velveteen manages to counter Black Mass once like he did on NXT television, but eventually falls victim for the pinfall because I think Aleister Black will probably be the guy getting the NXT title shot in New Orleans next year at TakeOver New Orleans. Mm, I like that prediction. That's really interesting. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the Fatal 4-Way for the Women's Championship match for NXT. Uh, we actually have Ember Moon involved in this, along with Kyrie Sane, Ro- uh, Peyton Royce, and Billy Kay will be right there with her, I'm sure, along with Nikki Cross. Who do you got here? Hold on. I got a cat that's annoying me. <laughs> That's what I got right now. All right. Um, my official prediction for this match is going to be Nikki Cross. And I'm going to take Nikki to win this match here because I think that you already have a built-in rematch set up with Sonya Deville. You could have another rematch down the line between friends slash rival slash tag team partner Ruby Riot. I think you can tell more of a story between Nikki Cross and Ember Moon going down the road. And I feel like after getting the Mae Young Classic, I don't think that Kyrie needs the NXT Women's title immediately. I, I, I like the prediction because I'm a huge uh, Nikki Cross fan, so I, I, I like where you're going with that. If one Nikki, sure. if Nikki doesn't win, then I wouldn't be surprised if Peyton Royce does. Uh, you know, I, I don't think anybody on this whole entire and, and the entire match is, is a bad choice. I really don't. I don't think you lose anyway. Kyrie saying, I don't think people know really much about her, so maybe that would hurt a little bit. But I think the talent would overcome all that well i don't know if i agree with that because you got to imagine that most of the people watching the may young classic are probably the same people who were watching the uh nxt on a weekly basis yeah i I see that i I just think for the guys and gals that you know have not watched the cw or excuse me uh you know the whole women's tournament I, i don't know but who knows uh, let's talk about the NXT Heavyweight Championship match. You've already kind of touched on it, but just kind of give your official prediction for Drew McIntyre and Cian Almas. McIntyre pinfall future shock DDT, or if not the future shock, then the, then the Claymore kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, there you go. So, but, you know, once again, I think Almas, if he was to win, don't think it's bad. Uh, let's talk about the biggest match here on this card. War Games, which is going to be really exciting. You're going to have the Authors of Pain teaming up with Roderick Strong. You're going to have the Undisputed Era, and you're going to have Sanity all in these two rings in this just beautiful, beautiful structure. Oh, man. Uh, How do you see it? Kind of. (laughs) There's no roof on this cage, which upsets me. Yeah, but you you can't always win everything. At least you're getting the match. No, I appreciate that they're bringing back the War Games concept. I do, but at the same time, I feel like the War Games cage always had a roof, so not having one is kind of doing a disservice to the memory of the match. That being said, though, um, you know what? They really need to establish heels in NXT, and I think that there's no better way to do that than by letting the Undisputed Era win this match. And especially with the open cage there, I'm hearing speculation of a certain former Ring of Honor talent joining up with the Undisputed Era during the course of the show as well. So I'm going to go ahead and say that happens, that the newest member of the Undisputed Era is none other than Donovan Dijak. And we officially see the Undisputed Era pick up the victory inside a War Games cage. Oh, 
I don't, you know, hate that for sure. <laughs> I've been waiting for Dunn of a Dijak for a long time, so that could be very interesting, and there you go. So oh, I am really, really looking forward to this War Games. I know you are too, Harry. Uh, we're both excited about what's going to be taking place this um, Saturday. Definitely looking forward to watching it when I get home Saturday night from my show. Yeah. So we'll be glued into that TV and really excited about watching this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Really still, once again, jealous of Paul. He'll be getting a chance to be right there up close. He's actually got pretty good seats for War Games. He kind of took nosebleeds for Survivor Series just to have the good seats for for the actual big thing, which is War Games. So, hey, smart man. Uh, But, yeah, that pretty much wraps up our review. Uh, we appreciate all of you that have joined us tonight. It has been a lot of fun. I appreciate once again, Harry for taking time away from his personal life. I mean, uh, he, he, you know, was a trooper and, and many, many thanks to you, Harry. Um, yeah, but so we uh, want to make sure we give love over to the W2Mnet.com. Uh, that's the place you go find all your great wrestling needs. And make sure you go check out Wrestling to the Max wherever you get your podcast from. Go subscribe, rate, and review. Also, don't forget to go subscribe, rate, and review to the uh, W2M Network, which is another great place. You don't want to miss the minute of the action. It's the best option for you. Also, want to give some big shout-outs shout to com and last word on ProWrestling.com. We appreciate their partnership and everything they do for us. Uh, and there you go. Well, Harry, I'm going to give you the last word here on your plugs. Go ahead and plug away what you want to plug, sir. Uh, just real quick. As I kind of mentioned earlier when I made the joke and commented so much for my day off here, this will be the fourth day in a row of W2M – wait, not fourth. Fifth day in a row of W2M Network shows for me. Um, this past Sunday, we did episode 51 of Wrestling Unwrapped. Jared Hawkins filled in for Patrick Ketza as we did No Way Out 2004 in memory of Eddie Guerrero. Monday night, I sat in with Gary for the Raw Review. Tuesday night, myself and my co-host Liz Puglisi did the SmackDown Live and 205 Live Reviews. And then last night, Wednesday, myself, Brandon Biscabing, Stephen Err, and Eric Watkins, along with Sean chiming in here and there, did the kickoff on the W2M network as well. So go ahead and by all means, give give us a chance there. If you're into college in the NFL, check out the kickoff. If you're into like retro wrestling shows and independent wrestling, check out wrestling unwrapped. And then obviously uh, the raw reviews, the SmackDown and the 205 live reviews kind of speak for themselves. All right, there you go, people. So make sure you go check out everything Harry just said, and we appreciate you joining us and we'll catch you guys later on. So have a wonderful night. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs>